0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the VR Download, a weekly show recorded live in the Upload Virtual Studios where we bring you the latest news, reviews, comments, and interviews from the VR industry. My name is Kyle, Operations Manager at Upload. Let's meet the rest of the team. Over here to my far right.
1: I'm David, Senior Editor here at Upload VR, also known as the main guy. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm getting deja vu for some reason. Am hey, I introducing you?
2: myself? You're both looking at me. You are. Who are you? How's it going? I'm Jamie. I'm the senior editor in the UK and the show producer, which means I make shows. Fantastic. One, Nick.
0: Okay. Wonderful. Now, in future episodes, we'll have other people joining us, but right now, it's just the three of us. Uh, and we're going to get into the news of the week. So let's get started. In an interview with Bloomberg Technology, newly appointed CEO of HTC, Yves Maitre, spoke about the competition in the VR market between Oculus and HTC. He also spoke about the VR market at large and how it has affected HTC's performance and stock price. He is quoted as saying, I'm not sure that the target is to beat Oculus. Gentlemen, what do you think about that statement? Can I? Can I just
1: uh,
2: first say I'm going to give you this hand symbol for your pronunciation of HTC CEO's
1: name. Well done. Thank you. Well done. You know, sir. I, I, I'm going to give you. There? I'm going to give you this. Yeah. This hand yeah. symbol.
0: Yeah. This hand symbol. Yeah. Yeah. I, I spent a lot of time on Google trying to figure out how to pronounce that correctly. So thank you. That's very important. That's very important. Um, I think it's
2: an interesting comment um i think hcc is in a very interesting space right now uh, obviously the cosmos is newly out newly launched and has had some issues i would say um in terms of the tech david reviewed it um and also just on the front of where it fits in the market i think a lot of people are still wondering what the answer to that question is cosmos costs between the rift s and a valve index i It's right almost yet.
1: exactly in the middle. Yeah.
2: Yes, yeah. exactly. Which means it's a mid-range headset in a market that I'm not necessarily sure needs a mid-range, uh, pr- uh, headset at the moment. If you know what I mean.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. And um, to your point, Kyle, about the about the quote, you know, I think um, their stance is, um, you know, they don't want to compete with Oculus because they. Probably don't have the resources to win that battle. You know, they can't beat Facebook mm. at the consumer game right now. So, I think um, focusing on enterprise Probably don't have the resources on, to win. Um, higher quality headsets, relatively speaking. You know, compared to the the Rift S, I would say the Cosmos is better build quality. It has higher resolution. Um, I had problems with it personally. It didn't fit my head very my head very well. The sweet spot was very small. Um, but the Vive Pro is still doing great. You know, for mm. location based entertainment, it's used very widely um for, for most places and um so i mean they're definitely doing a different battle they're on a different front and they're yep. doing their own thing kind of it's almost like the nintendo of vr where they're just like oh no we're, we're not losing we're just we're, we're on a different playing field um I so i think that's I mean, the first
2: time someone's called htc the nintendo of vr <laughs> <laughs> i
1: i don't i don't mean that in in terms of success i just mean that in terms of their mindset on the competition mm. um you know, relatively speaking, again, I um, mean, mm. I think, you know, yeah, I, I don't know. I, th- I think it, it. this could be a good change of pace. I don't know much about this person. I know pretty much nothing about this person. I'm not even going to try to say their name, um, but, you know, maybe it'll be good for the company overall. If If they're really interested in dedicating more time to VR, that could be a good thing, right? well the the
2: former ceo Cher wang is still with the company i believe she's still on the the, the board she might still be the chairwoman uh, um, okay. okay so i don't necessarily know if it means any kind of dramatic shift in strategy uh so mm-hmm. much as mm-hmm. you know someone stepping in to to carry on the mission
0: i guess well in in terms of strategy that that brings up a good point because there's this whole consumer level headset versus an enterprise solution and You know, you brought the Vive Pro that had more of a uh, an enterprise focus, Mm. Uh, despite the fact that you see it at every show, uh, every every uh, uh, trade show. People are doing the Vive Pro constantly. Uh, What are your thoughts? Do you think HTC is going more toward uh, the enterprise? And that's maybe where this comment comes from. Or is this just a misread?
2: I definitely think that's what's going to happen once they see the sales of the Cosmos personally. I mean, that's just a prediction, yeah. but I feel like, uh, I mean, the Cosmos marketing campaign was so strange, right? It had such a weird drip feed over several months. I mean, they announced it, what, in January, didn't speak it again uh, about it again until like June. And then it was tiny, tiny bits of information right up until, oh, by the way, it's out. In like two weeks or whatever.
1: Yeah, then one of the biggest features, the ability to power with your phone, isn't even available and there's no date on that. Yeah. And so it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of funny because they announced that feature, people got excited, and then since then the Quest has come out and now next month you can plug it into a computer. So it's almost like they've stolen the thunder that the Cosmos had built up for itself. Too little, too late. Yeah, 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 but and uh, I mean, just you know, just a a quick shout out to some of the commenters. Thank you, everyone, for joining in. A booty asterix ninja mc paradise dk mark evans rendered reality chris everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Bit victim. I'm happy to see you guys uh, joining in in the chat. Welcome. Excellent. Paradise yeah. dk
0: is my boy.
1: <laughs> boop boop.
0: The more the my boy, Paradise dk. You know, another big point of contention uh, with the Vive Cosmos, or the HTC Cosmos, is it it inappropriate to say Vive Cosmos? No, that's
1: the name. It's the Vive Cosmos.
0: Yeah, it's the Vive Cosmos. Okay, so it's going to continue to just be that Vive line. But uh, the battery life for the controllers, um, you know, Mm. originally it was reported as giving only two to three hours of life. Uh, from two AA batteries per controller. And HTC is now claiming that there's actually more than that, that it should provide more. David, you're the one that did our review on UploadVR.com. W- what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, they've issued a lot of updates to the like the firmware of the controllers, the software that runs the Cosmos, the powers that the Vive Reality Program, all that has gotten a lot of updates since I reviewed it. Um, Even between the time I opened my review unit box and the embargo lifted, there were like two software updates. Mm. Um, So they're constantly iterating on it. And I think they issued some updates to the way that the controllers handle that light because I think the bright, bright light is what really drains the batteries quickly uh, because they're, they're very bright. I'm saying like I can out of the front, when, if I move my hands over here, whenever I'm in VR, I can see that light through the nose gap. Like it's a bright controller light. Um, so I think that is what drained the batteries pretty quickly, and I think they've kind of improved the way that the way that the controllers handle that light um, is my guess. And they're saying it now has four to eight hours, which, I mean, if if I'm saying around three hours of heavy use, and then they're saying four plus hours, that's not a big difference anyway. Um, but you know, maybe the batteries I got weren't very good either. I don't know. I just used the ones in the box, um, but I haven't really used it very much since my review posted because. Literally, the day the embargo lifted for the Cosmos was the day I got Asgard's Wrath. Mm. So I've been playing Mm. that pretty much nonstop since I got it because I I had to for the review. It's a
0: challenge to way where you put time (laughs) for things like that. Now, alongside with the uh, the battery discussion, uh, David, you, and actually Jamie, you as well, have both had uh, other headsets with other controllers. What has been your experience... With battery life, because I know what my personal experience is, but I want to hear what yours is mm. uh well, I guess
2: when it comes to playstation v r they have embedded uh rechargeable batteries, right, which is my preferred way of doing things, but I have the old version of uh the move controllers that need the is it the micro u s b like the first version of the smaller u s b
1: yeah i I get my oh, yeah. and i'll like i don't have those cords anywhere no. easily yeah
2: <laughs> so that's annoying um on the quest uh, quest and touch control uh, rift s controllers um i just bought a pair of rechargeable batteries which i'm have been <laughs> going well so far actually one, one of them's going low so if i lose a lose a hand in the middle of this podcast don't
1: panic <laughs> David, right, well- what about you uh, for me, I like things that are in, embedded rechargeable. You know, I'm I'm the kind of person that usually tries to have a dedicated spot that I put all of my things. Um, so I have, you know, like a dock behind my TV in the living room where I hang my PSVR headset. I put my Move controllers, my DualShock charges, all right there. Um, in my office, I've got a little corner where I have my Quest in its case where I have it plugged in if I'm not using it. Um, you know, I've got, you know, the, I prefer that um, over batteries. Mm. That being said, I do buy them in bulk from Costco, so I just stock up on them. And I I was just gonna say, (laughs) I haven't bought batteries in a couple years. I mean, so I mean, I have a lot, so it's not a huge deal.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we went from everything in our house being uh, completely rechargeable, just plug a cord into it, to now suddenly I'm buying bricks of batteries, double A's and triple A's from Costco in bulk. Uh, It's just the way it works. So let's move on to the next big story. So, uh, Sony has recently announced that the PlayStation 5 is launching in holiday 2020. The new DualShock controller will have haptic rumble and force feedback triggers. Sony first confirmed the new generation PlayStation back in April, but this is the first confirmation that it will indeed be called PS5. So, first of all, Jamie, I want to know, do you own a PlayStation 4 currently? Uh Yeah, I have the standard PS4. I never bought a PS4 Pro, actually. I never upgraded. Okay. No. All right. David, what about you? PS4 uh, or PS4 Pro? Yeah, I have both.
1: Pro? Yeah, have both. Both. yeah I've, got, fancy um, I've got the Pro in the living room on the big fancy 70-inch 4K TV. And I've got my regular one in my office right here, right next to me, so I can uh, you know, have access. I have two PSVRs also. As Valerie, my, my wife and I used to play a lot of Firewall and so we would we had two aim controllers two psvrs two ps4s and we would get online and play firewall and it was it was a blast so um, so i'm curious
0: david what would it take to convince you to buy a ps5
1: uh to buy a ps5 so for for it's it's going to be interesting because um you know a lot of the time we get hardware for review so you know we we get review units from companies but I, i regardless of that i would buy a playstation 5 at launch i mean that's not even a question i i bought a vita at launch i love my vita um i have no regrets there i bought uh switch at launch no regrets there um i got a ps4 shortly after i was you know money was tight back then but i'll be getting a ps5 no doubt i don't know if i'll get it straight away i'm not sure i'm not a liar you're a liar (laughs) you're a liar you've got a blue sony hoodie on you're gonna tell me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <You're not> gonna... <laughs> I was like checking my chest. I was like, really? Do I? <laughs> I can't even see my chest. But, um,
2: uh, well, I mean, obviously, by the time PSVR 2 proper rolls around, then, yeah, I, I want a PS5, right? Um, until then, I feel like this is going to be much more of a transitional, a much larger transition period between PS4 and PS5 than PS3 and PS4, right? I mean, Tony famously struggled with the PS3 by the time it by the time the PS4 rolled around, it was a very dated console, it had a lot of lot of issues still. Um I don't think that's the case yeah. with the PS4. I think that's still a great machine. And we know that I I you know, I I think the first year of PS5 is gonna look a lot like surviving on some of the excellent PS4 content that's come out over the past couple of years yeah, because and you know
1: what, you know what I totally forgot? When the PS4 first launched, there was a period of time where games were releasing on both ps3 and ps4 yeah yep. and so i think the difference between those games was often pretty different there was a big gap in some cases yeah especially like games like shadow of mordor the the entire in, enemy ai system couldn't run on a ps3 yeah that's very true So yeah. they had to totally rewrite the game but i think between ps4 and ps5 the difference is mostly just going to be visuals mm-hmm. and it won't even be yeah. a huge huge difference it'll i mean ray tracing maybe 4k or whatever but At the end of the day the game's going to be pretty similar so i think a lot of people might be in that kind of situation
0: yeah so i I feel like i'm probably going to hold out for psvr 2 but we'll we'll see so so let's talk a little bit about that the psvr 2 i mean what do we really know about it uh because we have confirmation uh or at least so far that the psvr one is going to be compatible with the ps5 so is that true Will it really be uh, backwards compatible? And will it be a trend for people to buy it for the PS5 since Mm. the PSVR 2 will come out and then that'll probably lower the price of the original? I I don't know. What what are your guys' thoughts on that? Um,
2: So I think the the common thinking is that this system's going to launch end of 2020. We probably won't see PSVR 2 Released, I would say like at the very, very earliest, late 2021. Um, and until that time, it will be a case of uh, surviving on the original PSVR hardware, which is going to be really hard because I think, you know, we're all sitting here wearing uh, Rift S's and I think, you know, by comparison standards, PSVR already looks pretty dated, but um, obviously games will be able to take advantage of, better hardware power better gpus cpus and things like that which has always been a big hurdle for the original psvr so that's that's interesting um as opposed to like if it will be like a must own product for the ps5 i think that's a really interesting question because the psv psvr was launched very much under that kind of ex- air quotes uh, experimental kind of phase right like it was very much a let's release this and see how it goes, much like they did the PlayStation Move and even even to some extent the PlayStation Vita. Um, and they seem to be pleasantly surprised with PSVR and how it's done. Yeah. So the my is, feeling
1: on it is is I feel like Sony is, like you said, very surprised with the success that it's yeah. had. I don't think they expected it to do as well. I think they, I, I don't want to say they planned on abandoning it, but mm-hmm. I think that they didn't plan on supporting it as much as they have. Right. I think is 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 what is what I would say because yeah. I think after PSVR Worlds came out, you know, th- they saw some examples that were very popular, and that led to Astrobot, that led to London Blood Heist, that oh, yeah. or Blood and Truth, yeah, yeah Blood yeah. and Truth. Um, and you know, you've seen games like Firewall and Beat Saber, super popular. And I think VR has taken off a little bit more quickly than they originally anticipated. Mm. And mm. Um, I think the PSVR 2, it could you know depending on how it goes it could either represent a cautious step forward like the vita was that was eventually abandoned or it could represent you know like a much larger move towards a new medium that's even mm. more advanced than what we have now because yeah in, in the past sony hasn't always done that with their peripherals with the you know the p the, the what was it called the psp led to the vita which led to crickets and then you know like psvr2 <laughs> could be great PlayStation crickets yeah. Yeah. I, no. I can you haven't play that? Oh. Okay. Yeah. It was. It was one of the iPads. Yeah. I think. uh I think one of the
2: really exciting um, things when you think about PSVR two is think about how much PC VR content hasn't come to PSVR and how it could all be there day one. Like imagine that, like a a headset that's basically launching with like Onward. Um. Uh. Help me think of other games.
1: <laughs> like Pavlov. Um, Have okay, yeah, That's the other obvious one. But
2: uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot I'm, of the but,
1: Oculus exclusive games like that. You know, the, none of those would even be possible yeah. at all. Yeah, that's a game very like true. Game like Asgard's Wrath would would not exist on a PSVR. Just not possible.
2: Yeah, no. I mean, we're, I think we're really going to see the very, very limits of what PSVR can do. Pushed with Iron Man VR when it comes out next year, right? So.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So uh, the, the the final piece I want to talk about with the uh, Sony and, and PS5 and PSVR uh, topic is what about that new patent that they just released with the uh, tracking uh, mm. for the new PSVR? I mean, what 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 are your guys' thoughts on? Be, because I personally feel like the uh, the the move camera and the tracking of the PSVR has room for improvement. <laughs> so what what do you guys think? Yeah, that's. A
2: really interesting patent. Um, so for people that oh, I've moved. Hello. Oh, there uh, so for people that didn't realise, um, this patent had pictures of a new design of a PSVR. Looked very similar to the original design, but it had two cameras on the front of the headset, um, and then some really, really, really interesting camera placement. Other than that, so there were cameras in the motion controllers. Uh, and a camera on the back of the uh, halo strap as well, which I think is fascinating. Um, And then also the original um, camera that you would track today with the traditional PSVR. So, I mean, obviously it's a patent. You have to kind of take everything with a pinch of salt there. I mean, it's by no way confirming exactly what their plans are for the next generation of PSVR. But I do feel like some sort of mix of like, both inside out tracking and outside in tracking would be really, really interesting. I don't know, I don't know about you, Carl. I don't know how you'd feel about something like that. Cause that's that's a mix of like the convenience of inside out tracking, maybe with more stability afforded by the other way around as well.
0: I I feel like it's definitely an asset to include multiple types of tracking, especially when you don't you can't really anticipate or control what people's uh, room that they're gonna use this in uh, is gonna look like. So having multiple types of tracking, I think, is actually going to be uh, an asset uh Mm. because there's there's difficult things with each type of tracking there's different types of light problems there's uh occlusion issues there's certain materials are not reflective enough uh you know certain cameras can't see certain things so yeah there's there's a lot of challenges there so i think having multiple methods would actually be pretty valuable Mm. Uh, david do you have any thoughts on that
1: oh i definitely agree yeah i think uh, multiple methods would would be really nice and uh Probably probably a good idea, and um, it would definitely aid the backwards compatibility for sure.
0: All right. Well, let's move on to the next story. Minecraft Earth, the upcoming mobile <laughs> AR game based on the incredible popular Minecraft series, went into closed beta a few months ago. The big question is if Minecraft fans will be drawn to play in this format, or will it simply be another Pokemon Go clone? Now, David, I'm going to start with you. Did you play Pokemon Go?
1: Uh, for a couple weeks. I, I wasn't a huge fan, and I'm still not. Um, it just, you know, it doesn't appeal to me a whole lot. Um, The things that I liked about Pokemon, um, you know, growing up was mostly just nostalgia. And, um, you know, having them on, on a phone app, it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't the same. So I just, it, it didn't have a lot of staying power with me. Um, But I was fascinated by the effect it had on society. Um, You know, I don't think we've ever seen a game have that wide, far reaching of an effect outside of the gaming bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, businesses were shutting down and changing store policies. And, I mean, there was a significant effect on uh, just the world. And so, I mm-hmm. mean, not many games can say that. Um, the One of the only other games that can say they've had any sort of effect of that size would be Minecraft. I mean, it's one of the most ubiquitous properties out there. Kids around the world play it every day on their phones, on their consoles, on their computers. And uh, Microsoft uses it for education for, you know, in schools. There's a whole separate branch of Minecraft just for educational purposes. Um, so, I mean, it's definitely a great, great, great platform. Um, and I think this has the potential to be really special. I think um, it's not going to be a Pokemon Go clone. It's going to be something where you, it's it's closer to actual AR, where you're manipulating objects in augmented reality that are inside the real world you view through your phone rather than just a Google map with icons on it. So, I mean, this is going to be a, a step forward, I think. Jamie, what are your thoughts? Uh, that's a great question
0: <laughs> well did you play the pokemon go did you go out and wander around and collect things
2: uh no not really i it's um i've never found smartphone ar to be hugely engaging personally i mean i i even struggle with the term ar for that kind of gaming <laughs> i am, and I, it's not it's not to put it down like i'm, I'm glad that people enjoyed it i'm glad that people will enjoy pokemon go got out you know and found a new way to interact with the world, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, for me, what I look for in gaming is immersion and narrative. Um, and that's that kind of platform in its current state doesn't really offer that to me. Um, so I think even with, with Minecraft, which uh, has some really cool features I'm sure we'll talk about in a second, it's personally not my cup of tea, but for people it is, I, you know, I applaud Please, go and enjoy.
0: you know, I, I personally have to, uh, you know, my children will sit down at dinner every night, and I've actually had to say, can we go one dinner without having to hear about the game Minecraft? I mean, yeah. it is definitely <laughs> heavily embedded into our culture. and our children are playing it at school, uh, like like David alluded to. there's there's school uh, uh, coding classes that use Minecraft. I mean, minecraft is, Big. i mean i've spent countless hours in minecraft both in uh you know screener and in vr uh i've met some really amazing people in the community while doing minecraft and vr it, it is a unifying game in some respects. so uh I, I think the comparison to pokemon go is a little light i mean obviously mm. there is some some base things that, I mean, you're going to go, you're going to see kids wandering around, but the reality is, is that this is a game that kids are excited about. Yeah. And so I'm thinking that this is going to be probably a pretty big deal.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not, I'm not putting it
2: down. Like, you know, if you enjoy it, more power to you and just, you know, I will not be Minecraft
0: earthing or Harry you
1: Potter. You watch C. your mouth. All right. <laughs> you're All not right? going
0: to. You're not gonna, you know, expelliarmus. No, no, we got in the middle leviosa, of the whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. middle of the road. If, if
1: we're gonna be, if we're gonna be reciting spells, you got to get it correct at least. I mean, come on. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's leviosa. Yeah, yeah.
0: I got it. Okay. Give me, give me a Digimon day. AR experience, and I'll play. it. Digimon versus Pokemon. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah okay. Digimon uh, yeah, You're one of those people
1: well, that claims Digimon is better than Pokemon, but then you don't actually buy the games or watch the anime anymore, so no one cares. They're like watch you, the movie you, you the pretend other to night. be a fan. You pretend to be a fan. I pretend to be a Digimon fan. Yeah. Uh, we can follow
2: this up later if you want, but I will show you some <laughs> PSP mods of translated games I have if you want. Okay,
1: anyway. well, okay, all right, all right, all
2: right. Secret Digimon shame
0: exposed to the world there. Don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> I'm starting to think that'll be a spin-off.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: We'll do another show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, those are the big topics. Uh, actually, the big topic that we want to talk about right now. There is one uh, more oh. you could
2: maybe just quickly mention. Yeah. Uh, earlier today, there was a trailer for the new Marvel Avengers damage control experience at the Void, which looks oh, yeah. really, really cool. You know what? So, I'll
1: be trying it next weekend. I'm going to be at Disney. Oh, you can do it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Okay. I'm going to Disney next week, and I will be there when it opens, and I'm going to be checking it out okay. for you. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. So,
2: I mean, if if people don't know, The Void is a location-based VR experience. It's um, It has its own kind of proprietary system with hand tracking and wireless headsets that are kind of linked to a backpack. Uh, they did a Star Wars experience, Star Wars Secrets of the Empire, which I, I think – have you guys both tried?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah no, I've done, I've done the um,
2: oh. Wreck-It Ralph.
1: Uh, Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So yeah,
2: they're doing a a Marvel VR experience. Oh, I moved again. Um, They're doing a Marvel VR experience that launches on the 18th. Uh, You can pre-order tickets now. It's only showing in uh, the US and Canada right now. But they dropped a new trailer today. So characters play, uh, players um, play as uh, they put on suits that are a mix of like Black Panther and Iron Man technology. So it kind of looks like an Iron Man Black Panther, which looks really cool. Uh, and then they've got a bunch of the original voice actors um, or actors in to play some of the roles. So Benedict Cumberbatch is playing Doctor Strange. Uh, Paul Rudd oh. is playing Ant-Man. This uh, is and Tom then Holland the today, they re- Yeah, yeah.
1: Wow. And then okay. they uh, right. today
2: they revealed a trailer that has Spider-Man. I'm not sure if it's Tom Holland, but it sounds a lot like him.
1: Well, was that Paul um, Rudd? the it Ultron's like going to be a bad guy. Sorry? It sounded like Paul Rudd as Ant-Man too. Is that him? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Oh, I w- sorry, I wasn't listening. I don't always listen to you, so...
2: Yeah, that's fair enough. I don't always yeah. listen to me either.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry, what'd you say?
2: <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, I just wanted to point that out. If you want to see the trailer, it's,
0: um, it's on the front page for our Upload right now. It looks really cool. There you go. All right, let's get into this big topic. And this is going to be a segment... This is going to be a segment where we discuss... Uh,
1: Yeah, I think oh,
0: before
1: the big I'm topic, I'm missing the release
0: of the week. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. virtual notes, right, man? I know, right? Uh, it's a good thing this isn't live. Uh, release <laughs> of the week. Okay, so release of the week is uh, it's Asgard's Wrath. Uh, What's come that? on. Everybody's excited about this game. What's Asgard's um, Wrath? I don't know. It, uh, really, David, why, why don't you dig into your uh, notes and the wonderful review that you wrote and tell us all about Asgard's Wrath?
1: Yeah, so even though we haven't even mentioned the game yet, that's about half of what the chat's been talking about, how much they love Asgard's Giraffe. <laughs> so the game came out last night. We're giving you what night. you want. Let's talk. Yeah, the game just came out last night. Um, it is an Oculus Rift exclusive, o- only an Oculus Home. Um, it does work through Revive, so if you have an Index or a Vive, you should be able to play it. Um, preferably a Vive, if, if you have, or I mean, preferably an Index. If you have a Vive, those touchback controllers don't really work very well with a game like this that's very stick-oriented. It only has smooth locomotion, no teleport. Um, but well, what the game is, asgard Wrath is an action-adventure VR RPG made from the ground up for VR by Sansar Games, the same developers behind uh, Rip Coil, VR Sports Challenge, and Marvel Powers United VR, which, if I list those three out, you're going to think, meh. But let <laughs> me tell you that this game is easily the best VR game I have played so far like in general i i I was blown away blown away yes easily easily Easily. move aside easy move aside every other game move aside i am drawing a blank here skyrim you know move aside (laughs) skyrim (laughs) skyrim Um, again yeah i mean a lot of people compare it to skyrim because they're both fantasy rpgs with sword and sorcery but skyrim is like an open world sandbox i would say this is much more like a zelda game it's very linear uh, there's dungeons you go through. There's a dedicated narrative you you go through. Um, there's Metroidvania elements as well on top of that with uh, layered levels that you can re-explore when you get new powers and abilities. Um, but the way the game works is it's split into six sagas. Um, the first and last saga, you're in your god form. The middle four sagas, you play as different heroes that go throughout their adventure to fulfill their quest. And um, you are a new god in the Norse mythology pantheon of gods uh, created by Loki. Um, you're the god of animals. So you have the ability to transform an animal follower um, from, from like a creature. So like wolves and you can find like a dragon or an owl or an eagle or um, you know, frogs and uh, no hamsters, no hamsters. Ah, yeah. Um, and you can create like a humanoid little creature that follows you around, fights for you and um, solves puzzles. And it's it's so cool. I mean, it's just there's so much to the game. I spent about 25 hours just getting through the main storyline and there. According to my save file. I've completed thirty six percent of the content after twenty five hours. Can you have That's a giraffe? How, say that again, a giraffe? A giraffe. I mean I, I to That's a tall spoil order, it. man. <laughs> I wasn't gonna spoil it, but yeah, I mean it's 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 a crazy game. I mean, I just I I've been thinking about it ever since. You know, I just I wanna keep playing, you know, and instead Heaney is making me sit here in this studio talk to you guys when I could be fighting gods and stuff. But you know, it is what it is. I mean, 36%. You haven't even played half the game. I mean, that's, yeah, technically, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there are like entire dungeons that you can stumble across that are totally optional that could take like two hours to get through. Like, I mm-hmm. found one where I got this unbreakable shield at the end of it that had a really cool backstory about one of the hero's brothers and avenging their death and going through all this stuff. And it was totally, you know irrelevant to the main story. Like there is so much lore and so much content packed into this world. It's just, it's so dense. It's amazing.
0: Hmm. So is there, you know, uh, something that a lot of people talk about when they talk about long games is uh, grinding. Uh, Does Asgard's Wrath have a lot of grinding? And if so, is it necessity for you to be able to move on to the next?
1: yeah yeah a quick answer to a question. Aaron is asking if these are oculus avatars. yes, they are. um we um Heaney from upload built this app in Unity. um so we are using oculus rift s headsets. um we're gonna be expanding support eventually um but yeah, this is a custom made studio that we made, and we're using our oculus avatars for easy um you know use and so but to your question about grinding in asgard um I, it's it's pretty much all optional, you know, so like the the main quest is all. Um, custom made content so you go from you know like one level to the next you fight enemies you solve puzzles and um, you don't have to redo any of that stuff if you don't want to um, so you can go back and re-explore an area to find passages that you couldn't access before um, but to actually go back through and grind and replay stuff and fight enemies over and over there's none of that so like the leveling process is done through your gear upgrades but it's pretty much all optional you know like you don't Have to get the best swords if you don't want to. You don't have to go uh, farm for resources to get some item that you need to get farther. Like, that doesn't exist. It's all just, you know, finish the dungeon, do the puzzles, fight the enemies, defeat the boss, go on to the next saga. And that takes over 20 hours for most people, Mm. I would think. I played on medium, which requires parrying attacks to get their shield down for enemies. On the Mm. easy setting, you can chip away and just, you know, waggle and kind of get rid of their health slowly. Um, but on medium and hard, you have to actually time your parries to to stun them in order to really do damage. And so that that contributed to, I did have some boss fights that um, I, I died more times than I would like to admit. But um, <laughs> there, there's, there are some tough moments in the game. It's not easy.
0: See, this will be me playing on easy.
1: <laughs> I, I, you know what? I should have tested it because <laughs> I, I don't know if that will work because the game does... You know, like require like a certain amount of distance for your hand to move and some velocity for a swing to work. Um, But, you know, on easy, I don't know. Maybe that's not the case. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I had an opportunity to play it uh, for, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes or so at an event uh, on the Oculus Rift S. And I'll tell you, it was, I was blown away at the little bit of time that I played it and I was really excited to be able to play it. Now, Jamie, you, have you had a chance to check it out yet? So I actually have played about half an hour of it now. I had not
2: yesterday, but now I have played half an hour of it, so I can comment. I think it's very nice, <laughs> I think, graphically. So uh, there's this interesting uh, topic to be talked about here about Oculus Studios kind of stepping up its game, right? There was, in in 2017, i think oculus studios released what like one exclusive game a month
1: wasn't it something yeah, like yeah every month yeah
2: and it was like it was cool a lot of the games were you know graphically very polished but they weren't very long i mean robo recall was kind of long but the rest of them were all kind of you know one or two hour affairs right, right. um and 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 that was all part of like a search for what players want in vr wasn't it pretty much it was Let's let's dip our toes in with this assortment of games and see what we should stick to and keep going with. It. And obviously, one of the answers they came to was Asgard's Wrath. And i I got to say, within playing it for half an hour, I really got that sense of this was a commitment from Oculus rather than an experiment. Like, this mm-hmm. was a yeah. full game. Like, you know, I mean, it's such a overused term in VR right now. You know, what is the full game? But um, I definitely got the sense as I was walking over the Rainbow Bridge and just like... Taking in like the detail and the architecture there just in the opening moments, and then the character models and the boss fight going forward, it definitely felt like the first time like this publisher as as they are they're a publisher they they ally with third parties is uh is stepping up their game and moving into stuff that is on another scale from what what they've done before
1: yeah i mean it's it's one of the first VR games where I feel like you know. You know, think in your head of, like, your favorite video games. You know, your favorite mm-hmm. video games that are single-player story-driven. Um, most of them are probably not longer than Asgard Wrath. You know? Like, yeah. it doesn't... You don't really have a tier above that other than Skyrim, you know, The Witcher, or those, like, massive sandbox-style games. Um, but, you know, for, like, structured linear narratives, like, 20, 25 hours, that's kind of the what most gamers consider to be, like, the the bar you know like that's mm. kind of what people want out of a premium triple a game is it's only 40 bucks like i'm surprised they priced it at that at that point because mm. um, it, it rivals you know sixty dollar games that come out from ubisoft and ea you know like this is mm. it, i think this is truly the best vr game that i've seen yet personally i mean it, i don't have any doubt about that for me it, it really so hits my review, taste on your review
0: on your review uh which we should talk about this we've we've sort of changed upload has changed the way that we do our review system um what 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 was the review score that you gave Asgard's wrath uh
1: yeah so i gave it a five star rating um previously we did a score scale from one to ten with half points so like a 20 point scale functionally Um, but right now we've switched over to a five star scale so one two three four five no half points no half stars um, and, uh, that scale will be applied to not only games, but all software, all apps, all experiences, all hardware, all devices, everything will be reviewed on the same scale.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Jamie, I believe that, uh, you were involved in that conversation of changing over the rating. Yeah. System.
2: Yeah. Um, it's something I, I mean, p- personally, I've wanted to do for a while. I feel like, um, you know, as David was saying, we had two strands of, uh, reviews that upload previously, we had games and experiences. um, And the experiences side of reviewing was very much experimental. I mean, like a VR experience, which I would class as something uh, that isn't necessarily a game, wouldn't have, say, maybe wouldn't have like a win or fail state like something like Asgard's Wrath would, but would um, primarily fuel the experience on, let's say, emotion and narrative to pull you through to the end rather than judging your skill like a game would um that's a new genre of 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 vr and, and a new medium in its own sense and, and we've for the longest time we've been talking about how best to cover that content and that's something else we're doing of another thing we'll talk about later called the vr culture show but um i think for us we started to realize that if we want to do right by the vr experiences we kind of need to unify our review system to make sure that they're getting just as much love as the games right which is one of the big reasons between, uh, behind moving to this five-star system. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about it. I think I think we'll end up using a much broader range of the scale here. Um, like I, I've been saying before, I think it's easier for us to award four marks to a game um, on a five-point system. I think giving a ten out of a 10, uh, ten out of ten is a different thing from giving a five out of five stars. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess we can we can question David. Um, would you have given Asgard's Wrath a 10 if we were still on that system?
1: No. I okay. think we would have gotten a 9.5. Oh, um, well, there you there, go. Yeah, I think there are, some, there are some parts of it that I just... I don't know. I, I, but, I mean, that being said, I, I wouldn't give it a 4, you know, on uh, the 5-point exactly. scale. By giving it a 5, it feels... I don't know. Like, I think it's a more universal understanding. Like, everyone knows 5 stars means hey, this is really, really good. Like, you you should probably play it. It's really good. Four yeah. is like, oh, this is also really good, but eh, maybe not for everyone. Three is like, meh, average. Two is like, this kind of sucks. And one is, yeah, don't mm-hmm. ever touch this. It's terrible. So I think yeah. everyone kind of knows what that scale means. But a 10-point I, scale is too much variation without enough delineation is how yeah. i describe it. Like, you, you uh, don't yeah. know what the difference is between 4.5 and 5 or even a five and a six, or some people think five is average, some think seven is average. Like, it just, you don't know. So, I mean, I think five-point scale works better.
0: Well, as you can see, the Upload VR team had plenty of discussion about this. Uh, Nobody liked my idea of having a rating system that went up to 11. So, we are (laughs) down to a (laughs) five-star system. Okay, uh, let's move on. Now that uh, we've got the release of the week out of the way, we can move on to what we are calling a segment, the big topic. And so the big topic for this week, uh, Facebook recently updated its content guidelines for Oculus Quest to include a new section titled Oculus platform abuse policy that could affect certain types of sideloaded Quest content, which leads us to this discussion this is a big challenge for folks who like to sideload custom tracks on Beat Saber. Oh, what do we think about this as a team? I mean, Jamie, let's start over here with you. First of all, uh, have you done the sideloading Beat Saber track thing? So I
2: realize I'm starting to appear as like the team Grouch, like straight away, but I don't like Beat Saber.
1: <laughs>
2: so, okay. David, uh, what was you- <laughs> No, go ahead. Uh, I, um, so I... Uh, fan dream into just this whole, you know, for lack of a better term, metaverse of possibilities, right? Um, and I think like in any given game, removing that kind of feature for people that want to spend, you know, those countless hours putting the kind of content they want in it is always going to be a negative, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a-, a lot of community drive, uh, that makes games successful and popular because of, uh, mods. And so David, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, it's one of those things where like if if there was any potential thought that there would be issues, Oculus should have just shut down the ability to mod Beat Saber to begin with, you know, because if they're going to start taking away that ability now after people have developed these libraries of songs that they love and then potentially not be able to access them, like that's, I don't know. Like I can understand the consumer mindset of like, you know, I bought this game, I bought this headset for this feature. And now you're going to take it away, like regardless of the legal implications of it, just from a business perspective like that, that's not good customer service, you know, like you're taking away the one thing someone paid potentially $450 for. And um, so, I mean, I get it. But then on the flip side, you're pirating music. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, like yeah. it's its hard to really feel that bad. Like, I i, I mean, if if the songs are popular enough, hopefully beat games can reach out to those artists and create custom tracks and license the music and get those artists paid because that's the right way to do it. And there's the problem is this is a, you know, an app that requires that custom tailored approach to all the content. You can't just auto generate a beat, a beat map like you can in audio shield because of Mm -hmm. how intricate the maps are with the directions and the slashes and the different objects and obstacles. Like you need to sync that to the music by a person. You can't automate that really. And so I think that's part of the issue is a lot of people see other games out there where you can just load a song from YouTube, but you can't do that in Beat Saber. Um, so I, I think um, I guess yeah.
0: that you can't auto-create the maps is one of the reasons why. I haven't seen uh, Iron Butterflies in a Gata DeVita turned into a Beat Saber track yet. <laughs> uh, I'd really like to see that. Um, there, there's a lot of stuff that I'd like to see in Beat Saber. I mean, there's so many tracks, uh, so many artists that I really think uh, would do well as as a beat saber level um yeah. you know jamie what would drive you since you are not mm. a beat saber player what would drive you what would you have to have be available for you to drive you into that game you're on the that spot
1: bro good. you're in the hot seat
0: yeah. <laughs> is this the hot
2: seat it
1: is. um
2: that is a good question uh uh i guess you know first of all the like the gay the track lists haven't even come close to the genre of music that i'm interested in right um not that i, I don't think much classic rock probably really fits me Saber, but uh i think for me I'd, I'd love it like a metallica track uh track back Ooh, or something that would be really mm. really good can you imagine like i mean mm. i know that makes me sound like the most normal person ever but like
1: a master, master of puppets.
2: puppets yeah yeah oh
1: wow that would yeah. be excellent
2: that would be insane um yeah and I guess the the other thing I was wondering is, am I right in thinking that when they first announced Beat Saber, they said that a uh, like a an official map yeah. editor was coming, and then yeah, that hasn't see, materialized. People
1: right? people forget though. I believe that is the ability to create your own versions of songs that are in Beat Saber. You can't oh. upload your own music. You can create your own tracks based on existing music. I, I could be wrong. Is
2: that in the game now?
1: No, not yet. No, they announced that forever I mean, There's they, still yeah, no multiplayer either, and they announced that a year ago, basically. See, that's why they need mods, so people build the things they promise. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Bethesda. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, I, I love Skyrim, but I I can't play it without mods anymore. Like that, yeah. It's just not, yeah
0: so currently what happens is if you uh install a mod for beat saber on your quest and then they update the software it kills all the mods is that correct
1: yeah usually you have to re-download or the the mod creator has to issue an update to apply the the most recent patch or whatever um Mm. i think that happens on pc as well Um, and
0: then that's similar to other games that are modded i mean updates come out new mods have to be created
1: I mean, yeah. that, that's kind of typical
0: for the gaming industry at large um but I, i'm curious uh, jamie what do you think about oculus adding something called a platform abuse policy i mean is should oculus be seeing this as abuse i guess is the big question uh
2: i think that's a very it's a very fine line um and i th- I I guess what I would say is that Oculus has to be extreme, or Facebook has to be extremely careful with how it progresses with this, uh, decision. Um, we were talking the other day about the fact that back in the PS3 days, Sony made some rulings that stopped people putting their own operating system on the PS3. Um, Mm -hmm. and the problem with that was that it got a lot of very intelligent, uh, hackers, uh, very angry. And brought down the PlayStation Network for an entire month in a you know in a move that was so like drastic, some people feared it would kill off the entire PlayStation brand at one point. Um mm. and I think you know you have to be like really, really careful about that kind of these kinds of moves in the future, especially when you're implementing implementing them post-launch. That's the big problem here, right? If if this was something that had happened before Beat Saber was out or before Quest was out or whatever, then it's a different story. But Right now, if I'm losing features that I once had on Beat Saber, then you're in very murky territory.
0: So, and, David, uh, I want to know do Do you think that there is uh, that this is uh, indicative of Oculus being stricter, uh, or is this just them covering their own keisters?
1: Um, I think it's probably the former. You know, when, when the Quest launched, they they told people, like, you know, you, we're not going to release every app on the Quest. There's going to be a stricter curation policy, and um, it's going to be more console-esque. Um, and some apps have been resubmitted. They got rejected, like Richie's Plank Experience. They had to resubmit that uh, mm-hmm. after initially getting rejected. Um, so it's not always the concept that they're rejecting, but rather the performance or the implementation or... Not doing enough to make it comfortable or not doing enough to adapt it for a standalone 360 or whatever the case may be um so um you know that that also applies some mods. like they issued that new update like like, like we're talking about and whenever you logged on your quest you would see a, a message that said you know like illicit modding or whatever could result in your oculus account getting you know restricted or banned or mm. whatever um so i think um you know it, it's uh, i guess it's a bit of Column A, bit of Column B. You know they um, you know what, don't want to get you know hit with you know some issues from the RIAA or anything like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Um, and uh, just to to pull in some comments as well, people are commenting uh, and now here in the live chat on YouTube. Um, uh, VR Gear says um, they think custom Beat Saber tracks that they've tried are quote overwhelmingly horrific. Um, so <laughs> I guess they've had bad experiences That's with them. I. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what
2: that just reminds me that once uh, I was on the Beat Saber custom modding website just looking at what was available, someone uh-huh. modded the entirety of not not just the Trek? Shrek 2, no, no yeah. not just the soundtrack, the
1: entire film. The movie, yeah. There are people uh, that have played that on YouTube and Twitch and stuff. It's it's ridiculous. And um, yeah. yeah, thank you Maybe everyone for tuning in and uh, joining into the chat. Rendered Reality, Paul, Jade, um, Lily, Pad, VR Gear, Mike. Uh, just reading the names on the screen right now. Um. Yeah. So, thank you, everyone, for for tuning into the chat. We do appreciate it. And um, what up? Uh, yeah. Hello, everyone. Yo yo. And, uh, you know, Kyle, Jamie, me, David here. Um, but yeah. So I think um, it's it's an interesting time. You know, I think uh, someone in the chat earlier likened it to Napster. I'm um, kind of a yeah, similar uh, feeling. You know, I was just having oh, that
0: thought, and then when when uh, Jamie mentioned Metallica, I went, "Oh gosh, <laughs> here Full we go. Yeah. Here it comes. The, cer- yeah. the circle of VR life." Uh, you know, having Napster, that comparison, Beat Saber is pushing. I watched my fourteen-year-old uh, daughter purchase the Panic at the Disco uh, uh, DLC on. Now the hold on, PlayStation. Hold on. So
1: it's stylistically, it has to be spelled Panic exclamation mark at panic the Disco. At so do the you disco. have to pronounce? Yeah, do you have to pronounce it that panic way? Panic at the Disco. Yeah. So fun, fun fun fact here, ladies and gents, boys and girls. Whenever we wrote the news story about that DLC pack. Mr. Jamie over here didn't put the exclamation mark, which resulted in a PR email saying, Hey, hey, hey guys, correct that. There is an exclamation mark in the name. You got to fix we really it. So oh, we
2: did, didn't we? Yeah. We did. We, yeah? did. we
1: got that during OC6. I think, we made, I think we made the correction. I, ref-
2: I refuse to apologize though. I will not apologize. <laughs> I will put my finger on this desk and refuse. To apologize for misspelling, yeah, you're for doing that a great play.
1: job combating that grump uh, persona that you've established.
2: Okay, yeah,
0: <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's pretty interesting. Okay, so I think we've kind of talked that subject to death. Uh, Jamie, you mentioned earlier that there are some other new, fun, exciting uh, offerings that Upload VR is producing, and why don't you give us a rundown and tell us all about those things? Yes, I did, Kyle so uh, upload vr we
2: don't have finger tracking yet so i can't raise my second finger to tell you i have two exciting things to tell you so i'll say first exciting thing the vr coach show it's live now on youtube it's a very very cool new experimental thing we're doing which highlights not just vr games but new experimental vr experiences now there are loads of really really good vr movies vr in medicine vr in business all these kinds of crazy applications that are incredible and you know, quite often go beyond what you can do with a VR headset at home as well. Uh, and we are trying to find the best way to give those the same kind of coverage and love that we give games, because primarily we are a gaming website. You know, Asgard's RAF has probably been our biggest article of the week so far, if I'm allowed to reveal such information. Um, and we want to make sure that we're giving equal love to the other sides of the industry that are doing work that's just as important. So that's what the VR culture show is. The first episode is up now. Uh, Myself and our video editor, Zena shot it at the Raindance Film Festival in London. Uh, we ran through four or five really, really cool VR experiences out there. We talk about how you might be able to see them in the future. We interview some of the developers. Um, and we've just been out today in London shooting episode two, which hopefully will be bring, bringing to you soon. So I'm excited about that. Okay. Announcement number. Oh, I guess I could do that. Announcement number two.
1: <laughs> we do we like are this. doing. You can always do this. Yeah. Oh, I could do that.
2: Announ- um, or just two I times. don't know no one counts funds, do they anyway announcement number two uh we are doing another vr showcase now what is a vr showcase you ask good question i'll tell you yeah jimmy what is a vr showcase thank you for asking david i'm glad you asked that question a vr showcase is a little like a nintendo direct for vr if you've seen nintendo direct or a sony state of play the idea being that there's no great place to announce a bunch of crazy cool exciting vr games right now so we decided we should do it ourselves, and we did that at E3, and we had the E3 VR showcase, and it was fantastic. And we how
1: many how many people watched it live, Jamie? Sixteen thousand, David. I'm glad 16, you asked that question. Thousand people were watching live. I legitimately yeah. thought mm-hmm.
2: about five people would watch it live, but it was sixteen thousand, which I was pretty happy with.
1: We've got over fifty right now. Over Sweet. fifty. Okay,
2: well, over 50 people know that on November 27th, I'm going to bang this table. <laughs> on November 27th, you must, what we haven't decided on the final time yet because we're not that organized. You must watch the VR showcase. We will announce new games, games coming in 2020, games still coming in 2019, trailers for games you've seen already, announcements, new gameplay. Maybe some, some interviews. Maybe some interviews. Maybe some interviews. Maybe some interviews. Um. I got, I got a little thing in my throat. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be great. And I'm really excited about it. Uh, it's crazy that we're doing it again so soon after E3. Um, and yeah, we, we've been, you know, talking to developers over the past week, trying to put some things together. And I think we've already got some pretty exciting announcements. So please join us. I will be ramming it down everyone's throats between now and November 27th. By the time it's here, you'll be sick of it. But as long as you watch it, I don't really
1: care. Yeah. We've got some quick comments from people here. Uh, rendered reality says we should get Facebook to send us their tech for the really advanced eye and face tracking for the show. Oh, that would, I would be love that. awesome. That, that would, would be, be so really cool. cool. So, Hey, get Marky boy on the phone. Let's, let's talk to Zuck. Let's get that tech and we can do it. Um, Robert Dodge says the trailer for predator VR looks cool. Um, oh, so yeah, hopefully about that, that, that turns out nice. Um, uh, Mike is a fan of the Museum of Versailles that Google just released recently. Yep. Um, Jade uh, lives in London, so you might run into Jade. Who Yo, knows? Jade! Jade KVR. Uh, VR Gear, W-Man, they both love the E3 showcase. They um, W-Man says they specifically wishlisted some stuff because of the showcase. Ah, so we, we're I mean, making a difference. It's nice to hear that. And cool. uh, Lily um, says we should do a skit where we interview the headsets themselves. That's not a bad idea.
0: That is a fantastic idea.
1: Lilypad. <laughs> all right. You're hired consultant. I fantastic. like that
0: idea. I like that idea. Well, uh, David, do you have anything else that you want to add before we wrap this episode up?
1: Uh, you know, I guess I would add that if you're watching right now, you should go to UploadVR.com. And that's that's what I would add, because that's where you can find all of the latest VR game reviews, the latest news, the latest interviews, the latest videos, and all the cool stuff. It's it's the best website on the planet when it works. <laughs> you literally <laughs> read
0: everything on my notes right
1: here. That I did. That was perfect. I, Good yeah, job. Yeah. Good job. Jamie, do you have anything
2: else to add? Uh, we have a really cool exclusive gameplay video of Pistol Whip, and you should check that out on the website right now.
1: Yeah, so if you're not mm. familiar with Pistol Whip, yeah. that game's pretty fun. I've been playing it too, and the way it works is it's basically super hot meets Beat Saber where you have a gun, right? You have a gun and you're constantly moving through the environment. Like you're on a treadmill. You're just going like in a line and sounds, that sounds kind of lame, right? But you have a gun and there's music playing super loud blaring and it pulses the environment around you. And you have to shoot enemies that pop up kind of like a time crisis house of the dead style shooter, um, like on, on a rail shooter, but you have to do it to the beat of the music. And you're, like, dodging bullets, and it's like John Wick meets Beat Saber meets Super Hot. It's it's crazy. They, we have a really cool mixed reality video, like Jamie just said, that the developer yep. sent us. It's made by Cloudhead, which is the people that made the gallery, which you would not think that they would make a game like this. But it's pretty sweet. Definitely check that out. Very uh, cool. Yes. Uh, rendered reality, yes. Like, like in the chat, you can see uh, 10.30 a.m. PST on Thursdays is when we're going to do the show. And yes. we're going to have guests in the future. And if you subscribe you to the see, YouTube
2: channel, that would be good. Yes,
0: yeah, so, and as you can see, David is reading these comments live. So if you want your comments to potentially be read by somebody on our team during this show, you need to go and watch the show and leave the comments live. So that way we can interact with you. Uh, yeah. So from everybody here at Upload VR, uh, that's it for this week's episode of the VR Download. If you enjoyed this, like. David said please like subscribe leave comments and remember to visit uploadvr.com for all of your latest VR news and reviews thank you for joining us we'll see you in the future
1: goodbye paradise dj